Inclusive is brought to you by Destination Everywhere, a company dedicated to travelers of all abilities. My name is Eleonora and I'm your host. And a big warm welcome to our first guest on the podcast, uh, Camille Gungor, who is uh, in Athens, Greece, where he lives, and um, who is the author of The Trawheeler, which is an accessible travel blog, which he created in 2017. But um, Camille has many, many hats. And um, apart from being an accessible travel blogger, he is also a disability activist. And he um, works for two very important organizations based in Brussels, uh, which is the reason why he often comes to uh, comes here and uh, which is also a joy because we managed to to meet a couple of times to to go out for drinks and um, and for some uh, some sightseeing. So he comes to Brussels for ENIL, um, the European Network for Independent Living, where he works as development officer and for the European Disability Forum, where he is the chair of the youth committee, although he's very old because he's already 32. And um, so it's a, it's a joy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for, for accepting to, to be interviewed. And tell us, how are you? Hello, Eleonora. Thank you for having me. I'm very glad to be your first guest, guest in this podcast, and I hope it goes the way you wish. And a lot of success to it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the new year. I am still having the excitement of you know of the new year and the goals for new year and everything. And I'm full of energy. We'll see how it goes later in the year. But so far, I'm fine. How are you? Good. 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 Uh, looking forward to to traveling again, like everyone. And uh, what what were your New Year's um, resolutions this year? Ah, you know, I am a New Year resolution guy, so I like, you know, to create lists with things I want to do and things I want to achieve. So, I mean, definitely I want to travel more than previous year. And yeah, I even wrote an article on my website for a few countries and places I would ideally like to visit this year if possible. Uh, I mean, I have also other goals like read, read specific books, or do specific things with my um, job and uh, the organizations I work for, or achieve some personal stuff, or I don't know, to learn a few things, you know. I have a lot of ideas and goals, but you know, ne- you never do all of them. But if I do half of them, I am still happy. <laughs> what's, what's the next book you're going to be reading? Well, at the moment I am reading The Gentleman in Moscow from Amor Tolls. It's a very nice it's a very nice uh, read uh, and unusual, probably, for the yeah for the for the ones that people are used to. It it's not a it's not like a romance. It's not a crime. It's not. It's like a very yeah. It's an experience of one aristocrat who is closed in a in a hotel in a, in the Moscow city center. So it's how he lives this experience. But it's very interesting and the way they put it. About the next book, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of books and written a lot of ideas, so I will see. Maybe I will finally start one John Esbo because everyone talks about it. We'll see. So, Camille, we, we, we're all very curious because I've uh, anticipated that um, you travel both for work and, uh, and you know, for, for pleasure. And um, in the pleasure 
uh, traveling. Um, I know that you're very good at finding low cost options and, um, and you love organizing your trip. So you're one of those people who really loves to uh, organize everything and find the best deals. And um, you, you don't go with travel agencies or, or tour operators. You like to do your own thing. So I would really love it if you if you gave us a, a few tips and you told us a bit um, how you work uh, when you're organizing a trip for yourself. Uh, yeah, first of all, we, I want to say that indeed, I think it's a fact, Until, at least from my experience, that disabled people prefer to travel safe and uh, expensive. This is what I think. So, you know, disabled travelers are usually willing to spend more, to have the accessibility services, to have the, the assurance that everything will work okay, that they will have the good location and everything. So they were willing to pay, I don't know, more for a hotel, more for transport. Someone else to arrange everything for them because we live in an inaccessible and not inclusive world. So it's not easy for us to know everything. So we prefer to to give this task to other people, and it's easier for us. And we do, and then we do a trip, which is uh, st- stress free. But uh, you know this cost, and because I am a travel freak and I and I love to travel, I think that you can have. Uh, I mean, with a, uh, with the budget that someone will spend for a trip, I could use the same budget for two trips, probably. Which is which I think it's. Uh, I mean, if I manage to do that, I I am happy, and I mean I have more experiences than the other ones. But of course, I mean it depends what you want to travel for. If you travel once per year only for to do some vacations and to rest. From everyday reality, it's fine to spend more money and to have everything done for you. I don't criticize it. But if you want to travel more and to see as many things as possible in as soon as possible, because yeah, you never know how much time you have or whatever. Then yeah, I mean you need to save some money and to think smart. And I remember in the past I wrote an article with basically it was two articles, the part one and part two on how to travel uh, on economy and smart. And I gave a few tips from my experience and from uh, the experience of fellow travelers, mostly not disabled because, as I said, most of disabled people travel with uh, with uh, yeah with high budget, especially the wheelchair users. But that's, of course, not for everyone. So I consider my, myself a budgetarian. Even though sometimes I have to admit that I don't travel that cheap as I want. But yeah, sometimes it's necessary for the experience or whatever. So some of the tips I can give is that first of all, make the make the, the travel your priority. So instead of buying, I don't know, a lot of clothes or a lot of stuff you don't need or drink coffee outside every day or going to restaurants, every two days or buying five uh, Louis Vuitton bucks or whatever, or to go to gym every day, better save some money. And then, yeah, uh, you know, maybe you can have a, how you say it, a money pot or how you say it in English, when you collect money and you see that a little bit of saving every day for this travel purpose 
after a few months you have a pretty good uh, amount to yeah to travel. Uh, okay, a very basic tip that a lot of people do. This is not something new. Is to to subscribe to new to sub- subscribe to newsletters and follow social media of travel companies, air companies, hotels, hotel uh, chains, and all this stuff. And to write and to subscribe to loyalty programs so you can be the first to get offers and yeah, to see what's available. Sometimes you can get pretty good offers. Then I think one other tip is to be flexible. For example, if you want as much as possible, if you want to to travel, for example, in June, from the 15th to 20 June, with the ex, with business class, with specific company, to specific place, in specific, in specific location, for example, in the city center, then the chances are that you will have to pay more because you are very specific what you want. But if you are okay to travel in another period, for example, in October, which is not high season, with maybe low-cost company, or and stay in a hostel out of the city center, and you can use the public transport, for example, uh, yeah, then you can uh, then you can uh, save a good amount of money, and then you, with this money you can go another trip, maybe a, a weekend trip in your country or camping or something, with the money you will save from this big trip, you can do. Uh, then uh, you you need to travel smart and you need to do your study. The bo- the better study you do, the most cheaper the trip will be. For example, you need to read the the reviews of other travelers and to see if something it is worth it or not. If the price they pay, for, you want to pay for something, is it the cheaper or not? You can look for for free uh, free tours. Free. Uh, you can check if you are eligible for something. For example, if you are disabled, you might you might have red, reduced prices for tickets or for transport. If you are an older person, you might also have reduced stuff. If you are a child or if you are a family, you can get better prices. May you can you need also to do a research for the for the seasons you travel. Some places are high season in the summer. Some places are high season in the winter. For example, for Christmas, maybe it's better to travel in October or in April, which are kind of not very popular seasons, at least in the past. Or maybe traveling in the Christmas period, I don't know, to Vienna, it's not a very good idea. But traveling in the Christmas period to a country that does celebrate Christmas, it's a much better idea because it's much cheaper. Because they don't have holidays at that moment. So, I mean, you can do smart stuff like that. Or, for example, you might see business hotels. Business hotels in the, in the weekend, they don't have that much of, of clients, so they tend to do good... Uh, good uh, offers. I remember when I went to Amsterdam in the past, I, I found a quite good and luxurious hotel, a business hotel in Amsterdam, which has a very good price for me, but it was weekend. That's why they had a good price because it was a big hotel and they needed you know, to fill the rooms and they didn't expect business people on this weekend. So I took the opportunity and I visited Amsterdam at this, with this opportunity. It was not in the city center of Amsterdam, but okay, I mean, I did my research. I saw that the metro is accessible. It's close to hotel, so I didn't have any problems. 
uh, then you can save money like with, I don't know, with uh, you don't eat in the touristic areas. You try to eat where the locally, locals eat. Probably they know better. Plus also the food will be probably more, more uh, better. It will have better quality in the non-touristic areas because yeah, in the touristic areas, everyone is rushed and they try to be as fast as possible. And uh, yeah, to, 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 to meet the demand. And yeah, sometimes you maybe want to save from uh, hotels, from the, from the morning, uh, how is it, from the breakfast. The breakfast in the hotel might be, I don't know, let's say 20 euros, while you can, you can eat outside a croissant or something with five euros, or I don't know, or a sandwich. So they, you have these options. Uh, maybe, you are, uh, maybe you can see the tickets. Maybe a transport card is cheaper than buying tickets every day. So all, for all this, you need to do your research to see what's better for the city and for the place you go. Then uh, something I am lucky to do, and I know other people to do, I think Eleonora is also one of them, is to find a job where, when, you, when the traveling is part of it. So to do, you know, so, you know, to do a job you like, you believe in their values, you believe in, uh, in the stuff uh, they do, but also why not to have a travel with it? Like, for example, in the activism sector, we travel a lot, uh, even outside of the country or in the country. And also, a lot of disabled people that have the opportunity to go to conferences, training, seminars. Then maybe you can be something, you do something else. You can do, you can be a professor. You know, they also tend to travel to travel for academic events or whatever. Maybe you can be, I don't know, a pilot or a tour guide or a, a stewardess in airplane. They also travel a lot. You can do, you can do sports or you can be a, an, an actor or, you know, a theater playing player, how you say it in English, or a politician, I mean, or, or even personal assistance for disabled people or youth worker, all this stuff, all these people tend to travel because they get opportunities. So, I mean, yeah, finding your job can be also, can be also a factor for traveling. And there is also this seasonal working opportunities like... Uh, I don't know, you can be a, a tour guide in a summer destination or to work in a, in a, I don't know, in a tavern in a Greek island or to, to go to Australia to gather the strawberries, which is very popular for foreigners. Or to, or to be, I don't know, a au pair, which is to take care of children of a family and they give you in exchange the home, the food and maybe some pocket money. So, I mean, there is a lot of, this kind of options. Then a few other quick tips. I know I already talk a lot, so sorry for that. Uh, other quick tips, easier to get, maybe to get advantage of your uh, age, as I already said. So you can travel for studies, you can travel for volunteering. Uh, you can travel, yeah, you can get, uh, so which is, I mean, it gives you opportunities. And then, I mean, your age can give you cheaper tickets, as I said you before, or other, or other uh, benefits, like because you are old, because maybe, you, maybe your employment, maybe your job can give you some benefits. Maybe you are journalist. Some options are free for journalists. Maybe, maybe, you, have, maybe you do something else. And yeah, then you can some benefits. So 
you can you need to see and then uh okay yeah I want, as i said before studying doing volunteering abroad doing trainerships a lot of uh, institutions offer very good opportunities now i mean you have the european solidarity corps you have opportunities in european parliament in european uh, commission now with the eu much more young people and, and not only young people get the opportunity to travel in the past traveling was much more difficult we never had traveling so easy as we have it today i mean before corona so uh, so yeah there is there is a lot of uh, options one other tip i remember i did myself is if you want to travel to a place which is not close to the country you live and it's expensive maybe you can leave it for now and travel there when you are in another place closer to this country you want to travel so for example i always wanted to visit netherlands amsterdam but from greece the tickets were always quite expensive com compared to other places so i chose a ton of other places and i waited and when i did my erasmus in belgium i took the train from belgium to amsterdam and it was super cheap so i mean yeah sometimes if you wait and you for the great for the right opportunity then you will find it and mean in the meantime you can visit other places so i'm instead of amsterdam i went to turkey or to czech republic which are cheaper countries and i still still had a great time then uh, uh, yeah i mean if you are if you can you can use the bicycle it's cheaper than the taxi or or that uh, yeah or or than the public transport or you can use public transport, which is cheaper than special taxi, if they are accessible. But of course, you need to see if it's accessible. You need to do your research. You need to compare. You need to, to see all this stuff. It's not, it's not sure that uh, it will be cheaper. It depends on the place and on the, on the culture of a city. It's a lot of stuff. So as always, you need to do a lot of research. Of research. Uh, I, I also advise always people to take advantage of their smartphones and their tablets, because nowadays this kind of uh, of uh, how is it appliances are not only your phone, but they they can be they can save you a lot of money. They can be your camera, they can be your wallet, they can be your uh, your GPS. They can tell you the transport uh, the transport uh, how is it schedule. They can, they can, you can find free touristic guides. So, yeah, your smartphone and your tablet can be uh, can save you not only money, but also time, which time equals money. <laughs> so, yeah, and you have also a radio. You can, you can note things. You can, if you, I don't know, if you have a, a diary, you can use your phone for that. And, yeah, a lot of stuff. So, you know, technology is our friend. And, yeah, with, you pay for one thing and you use it for a lot of things but while in the past or while other people paid for different applications, which is not the way I do it. Um, then uh, what, what else can you do? Uh, don't do things you do on, your, on the place you live. So for example, I live in Greece. So when I travel to Europe, I don't want to eat Greek cuisine and Greek, uh, and Greek stuff and do Greek stuff and things like that, because usually it's also more expensive. And I have it every day in Greece. So don't do it with the places you go. And also don't buy stuff you can find in your place. So if you have, I don't know, Pull and Bear or Zara in, 
in Greece, why to go to Pula and Bed and Zara in Belgium? I mean, you just spend money, unless it's super cheaper, but yeah, and you need it. But if you don't need it, just don't do it. You, you don't. I mean, it's not necessary. As Eleonora, as you said, I am avoiding uh, travel companies and book operator, tourism operators and try to do everything myself as much as possible. Which is much cheaper because you don't you don't pay um, the yeah additional money, and then uh, you can book the hotel yourself. But I mean, you have to spend more money to to talk with the hotel to make sure that everything is accessible. So okay, I mean, you have some benefits, you have some also down down things. But yeah, you decide. If you are more adventurous, you have options like hostels, like couch surfing, like camping, glamping. Which okay, uh, I don't know all the so Airbnb, all the stuff. I try to use some of them sometimes. I mean, I, if they are accessible and possible, and I try to use travel companies only for places, only if I don't have time, or only for places which are generally very difficult to survive otherwise. So, for example, when I went when I went to Moscow, uh, I know that Moscow is totally. It's quite difficult for wheelchair users. So I had I went for a, a conference, so everything was paid for me for the conference. But I had also a free evening, and then I found a special company that do you know t- a tours and stuff like that with car and everything, and I booked it. I was lucky because it was not very expensive in the end, and I had a special tour with them. But you know. This was a special case of normally. I wouldn't do a whole trip probably with a company like that because it would be super expensive. But for a special occasion, I guess it can be possible. Uh, what else? I also advise people to not be shy and to ask questions because if you don't ask questions, you will never learn if you can get some cheaper options and some... Uh, and if you are eligible for so many funds or whatever, so and for some benefits. So if you if you don't ask if your assistants can enter a museum for free, you will pay two tickets. But if you ask, maybe your assistant can enter for free. Or maybe uh, you can see you can maybe bargain a few things. So things like that. And the and the last, almost the last thing is to go to your friends. I mean, if you have friends abroad, try to use them. If not, they're home. You can use them for go to eat together or to use them as tourist guides in the place. Or, you know, to their experience, they will know where is better, where is, you know, the locals always know better, what you can use, what you cannot use, and stuff like that. So these are the very basic options. Then you have, you know, some more stupid and funny options like park, Park your stuff more efficiently, and I don't know stuff like that. Or do a fundraising if you are a guy who like fundraising. I am a bit of shy to ask people to pay my trips in that way, so I don't do it. But maybe it's an option. And I stopped talking because I want I did it too much. <laughs> no, you didn't. That that's why that's why I invited you to talk. <laughs> so it's uh, it's what you have to do. <laughs> but I love the budgetarian. The budgetarian is wonderful, <laughs> but um, 
Thank you. Thank you. The, all, all your tips are super, super, super useful. But I would like to ask you um, two things like which are your favorite newsletters? Because you mentioned that, uh, you know, that uh, subscribing to newsletters and to um, uh, to also from the hotels to know when the special offers come up. Uh, so which are your three favorite newsletters and um, one youth hostel that you really liked that you've stayed in? Okay. Uh, well, let's see. That's a bit challenging because in the, the fact that I recommend a few tips doesn't mean that necessarily I do all of them. So, so, so yeah, I will need to think. So for the newsletters, that's, that's easier to say. I am a subscriber of Aegean Airlines, which is the national Greek airport airline company. And yeah, I mean, I am also a gold member, gold member of this company. So I already have some benefits with that because I travel often. Uh, as I said, if you can subscribe for royalty programs, you can benefit. So because I'm gold member, I get a, a free baggage and stuff like that. So that's one. So that's one of the newsletters. And, you know, I always check for their holiday promotions or summer promotion or whatever promotion they have. And I remember at the beginning of the year, I usually buy buy a ticket. And this year I wanted to do the same. But, you know, I was thinking, maybe I should go to Dubai. Everyone goes to Dubai in the way, now with the COVID, so it's okay. But, yeah, then, then I thought about my family and about the risk. And I said, Camille, it's better to wait for the summer or for for at least after the Easter or something. So yeah, I will wait. But I mean, Aegean Airlines is one of the companies. Then uh, my favorite low-cost company, at least so far, is the Wizard. So I'm also in their newsletter. And they introduced now the tickets to Dubai from Athens. So that's something, you know, very nice. So Wizard. And the third newsletter, hmm, which one I should choose? I mean, there is a lot of companies you can, you can yeah, read newsletters and stuff. I mean, Turkish Airlines or Lufthansa are very big companies worldwide, and they have a lot of stuff to do to offer. So it's good to follow them as well. For hotels, I don't really. I mean, I am I think in one hotel chain subscriber in the Ton Hotels because I'm staying often in Belgium, but I'm not really. You know, one hotel specific guy. I'm I'm just choosing the cheaper I found in every place. So I'm not really following the big the ton hotels I'm subscribing because I go often for work. So I get very so I get for for zero money I get points. That's why I subscribe it. So yeah. So I use this one. And for hostels, again it's not a specific uh, I don't use a specific chain of hostels. It depends, I mean, on the place. So I don't really remember to tell you a specific one. Okay, okay. And what was what has been your favorite low-cost trip in the past? The one that you were really proud of? Like, I really organized it, like, super well, and I really saved all that was possible to save. Because I, you know, I, I, I can feel the, 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 how proud you are. And I, I've had similar experiences when with some friends, we, we were really on a budget and, uh, and you're so proud at the end of the trip when you realize that you managed to have great fun and spend as little as possible. So what's the trip that you're most proud of? Yep. So I will say two trips. One, which was really, which I really did cheap. 
And yeah, I think that I really, I mean, t- took the as the the most of it, and one which was not the cheaper in the total number of money. But when I tell you why I use it, you will see that it was a great deal. So first, the cheap one. I mean, I did a few of them, a couple of them, but the younger I were, the less experienced I were. So they were not super cheap. But one I did uh, in 2019 was actually to your country, to Bologna, which I organized by myself. Uh, And yeah, you know, Italy is not super expensive anyway. But I mean, I booked the hotel and even it was in the city center, but it was a very cheap one. Uh, It was a good, it was accessible, nothing super special, but it was very okay for my needs. I was in a good location. I had a breakfast. It was accessible, so I was fine. And the budget was like clear. And they and they sent me also photos for accessibility and everything, so I was sure that it's okay. So I was happy with that. And then I used the local transport, which was accessible. I walked a lot. I even followed the, the Giro d'Italia, which was my, one of my dreams and the reason I went to Bologna. But, you know, many people to go to that event, they pay the organizers of the Giro and of other travel uh, sport events, sorry, you know, to have a better place and stuff like that. But if you have a little bit of patience and you do by yourself, then you can equally find good spots and, you know, to enjoy it equally without paying for all this stuff. And I mean, I use it the ma- a lot. Uh, I use it minimum money, but I eat great. Of course, in Italy, wherever you go, you eat great. So you don't need money for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was... I mean, the travel, the the company, the travel, the tickets were very cheap from Athens, which is not always the case, but I found a good offer. You know, I saw the newsletter from the Aegean Airlines and I saw that if I buy the tickets by a specific date, I will have a very good price. So I paid for two people for five days, less than a thousand of euros, which, which I mean for disabled traveler, traveling with a, with a personal assistant, for five nights, it's not very easy. And I mean, I did a lot of stuff. Eh? I visited museums, I visited a lot of stuff. So, I mean, you have to pay tickets and stuff. But I paid like, I don't know, 800 or 900 something for two tickets and for two people and we did everything. So I'm very happy and proud of this trip. Uh, I mean, I have similar experiences, but this one is the one that comes first. And the other trip I wanted to share, which is not... Exactly the cheaper I did, but it's the most one of the most efficient I did is when I went to Japan, when I paid, which is considered an expensive country, but I paid less money to Japan than a lot of my disabled friends paid to go to, I don't know, to Spain or to UK. So, you know, countries which are close to us. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, you, still, you still have to be a bit of uh, innovative and to have some idea and creative and to have some ideas. I mean, yeah, you, you again, you need to, to, I mean, I shared a room with a friend, which was a bit cheaper. I said, I shared the assistant with a friend. We booked the tickets very, very earlier, like really, really earlier, which is risky sometimes, but we did this also. But how earlier? How six, seven months, maybe, maybe more. We organized everything by ourselves. 
I mean, uh, my sister also speaks Japanese, so we used her when needed, and she organized a lot of stuff. We asked Josh, you know, the Josh you will have to, we will interview in the future. Yes. So we, we contacted Josh and he gave us a lot of tips and everything. So, so yeah, so this trip was compared to what people sometimes think about Japan and about eating, you know, that everything you will do there is expensive and stuff. You can do it on budget. You can take, you know, the simple travel uh, transport tickets. You can eat. You can eat in the smaller shops, not necessarily in the super expensive ones. And then you get cheaper experience, but still you get the local feeling and you do everything. I mean, yeah, I don't, you don't regret. This is great. This is great. Also, because I'm going to be asking Josh about your trip uh, in uh, in a couple of days when uh, when I interview him. So, so this is really nice. But um, I have one question about the current moment, because, um, I mean, you have this really like structured now and you've perfected the technique uh, to organize your trips. But now everything is, is of course, different because of the, the current situation. Now, um, what did you where did you travel to this year, uh, last year in 2020? Um, and how do you think you're going to be traveling in the future and when what what will it take for you to to think okay now i can start traveling again oh that's a different i mean that's a tricky question it's a bit difficult because i mean i myself sometimes i'm not sure myself i change my mind every few days so in the beginning i'm saying you know let's wait we need to be safe and to i don't know do this stuff and then you know you have this quarantine and the lockdown and you say, oh, I miss so much trips. Just give me a ticket and let's go or something like that. So, you know, you just are, you just miss traveling. So I'm really, so yeah. So it's not very easy to say. I think that for me, for me myself, now maybe first I will say that I don't think that we will travel normally very soon. It's not, I don't think that it's a coincidence that people call it the new normal, because it will be a new situation. It will not be like in the past. So I don't expect to, that the traveling and the tourism will be exactly the same with the past, at least not in the coming years. But that's one thing. For myself, it depends on various factors. So if it was only for me, I would probably find a, pair, a friend who is not afraid and I would try to go somewhere in February or in March, if it's possible. But I know that I have a family with me, you know, and I need to be careful not only for myself, because I can be, I can be kind of risky for myself, but it's not good to do it for your mother or for your sisters or something. So, it's, so I think I will wait until at least, I don't know, minimum April, May, probably the summer. And then, and then I would definitely... From summer, I will try definitely to travel. I mean, for sure in Greece, and I will travel. I will try, if possible, to travel also outside. It will depend of the restrictions of the countries, of the of the requirements of the countries. Do you have to? I don't know. Do you have to quarantine yourself? Do you have to be vaccinated? Do you have to to? I mean, do. Uh, you know, very different regulations every country has. So I will need to see 
what's the idea in every country, how much tourists go there, how is, you know, now we have, now we are seeing the epidemic situation of the country, of the countries and, and planning our trips accordingly. So you say, okay, maybe this country is safer from the other country because they have a smaller population, because they have a better reaction to COVID, because they are in the EU, or because they have money for vaccines, or because this, because that. So now our traveling is not only based of our, on our aspirations and on where we want to go, but it's also based on where we can go and how easy we can go there. I mean, do you need to do a lot of stuff and papers and whatever to travel, or you just can take the plane and go to a specific country? I mean, if possible, I would like to visit this. I mean, okay, I, I already mentioned Dubai, which I think it's an option for me because it's also accessible and I always wanted to visit. Then, I mean, I want to, to visit Belgium. I always want to visit Belgium. <laughs> so, I mean, I miss Belgium. It's my second home. So, so I hope I will visit Belgium and it will be possible. And even if it's not for business, I will still try to go there. I mean, if it's not for business, I will not stay much in Brussels. I will go to Ghent and to Ostende probably. But anyway, uh, uh, what else? I mean, I have come this in my mind. I mean, there's a lot of places I want to visit. In Greece, I have specific places I want, and I think more or less this will be easier to do. But abroad, I will see the when time comes. I have some, I have, I mean, I have ambitions, big ambitions. I will see how many of them I can, I can do. Sounds great. Sounds great. And also, this this means we have to start planning for for a trip to Ostend and do all the James Answer itinerary with the new museum and uh, which which we've seen online during these months. But um, but where did you did you do something during 2020 after the, the the pandemic started? Have you have you traveled anywhere? Were you able to go to go anywhere this year? So, in the 2020, the whole year. I did all of them, only three trips. The two of them were before the pandemic. So in January and end of February to Brussels for business reasons. Even though in one, in one Brussels trip, I visited also the Natural History Museum behind the, the European Parliament, which was very nice experience. But okay, I consider this be business trip, so nothing special. And in the summer, I mean in the pandemic period now, but in the summer, which was calmer and in Greece, it was quite okay at the moment. I went to the Crete Island, to Hania, to the Greek to a Greek city, which was considered, it is considered also one of the most accessible in Greece and had, was nominated for the Access City Award two years ago. And uh, yeah, it's not exactly the cheaper trip I did, because Greece is not very accessible in general. So you cannot do very, very few things on budget. You need, you know, to have a, a special transport most of the time. So, I mean, if you want to do experiences, if you just want to say, to stay in a hotel and to go, I don't know, in the, in the area of the hotel, you don't pay that much. But the most experiences you want to have, the most you pay, the most you pay. But it was a very nice experience. I did a one-day trip to Knossos, to the ancient Knossos, which was like, you know, one of the must things to do in Greece, and I never did it 
So I wanted to do it. And even though I had to pay a bit more for that, I think it's totally worth it. So sometimes, even though I'm a budgetarian, I choose to pay if it's for a very special experience, you don't live otherwise. So, but yeah, I was in Crete. We had the, Greece was one of the countries that responded well to the pandemic. So it was also open to tourists, but we didn't have that many as usual. So it was easier for us to travel and to, you know, to walk in the city and the, and the streets and everything. So I enjoyed the trip a lot. Sometimes it was a little bit depressing because you saw hotels closed, shops closed, restaurants closed. But okay, I mean, yeah, what can you do? Hopefully this summer will be better for everyone. And yeah, I'm looking forward to travel both to Greece and to other places outside of Greece. Oh, Camille, um, tell, our, tell our listeners, um, we would like to know where can they find you online and on social media? Yes, sure. So uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and I have a web page. So the webpage is the, the com. And to help people understand, I mean, I am sure you will include it in the description anyway, but to help people understand the Tragwiller, it's a mix of the words traveler and wheeler because I'm using a wheelchair, so wheels. So that instead of traveler, it's a Tragwiller. That's the, the small play I do with the words. So the Tragwiller.com is the website. And then Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, it's at the Trawiller. Super, super. I'm sure I'm sure people will start following you. Um, I know that the Trawiller is in Greek, but you have some articles in English too. Uh, well, the Trawiller, the website, so far it's only in Greek. The articles in the website, I have an English session, but I didn't have time to write yet articles in English, but I plan to do it, especially for Greek destinations, so I can... So I can, you know, introduce them to our foreigner friends, to our foreign friends. But by social media, almost all of them have either only English or both Greek and English. So, for example, in Instagram, the posts are only in English. On Facebook, they are both English and Greek. So people on, Facebook, on social media will, don't, will not have any problem to follow. Camille, this is great. And it's like, it's super wonderful. And I really, really, really hope that we all start traveling. Yeah, the new normal. Uh, let's hope that it's as similar to the old normal as possible. And, uh, and, um, and that the world opens up again. But it was very interesting to to understand the the priority your priorities now and how um, as a seasoned traveler you you are evaluating um, the destinations to travel to. So thank you, thank you for that. And um, we have to close now, but uh, but you will be back because uh, because you have more stories, I know. And uh, we should do like one episode just on your trips to Belgium because I, I didn't remember that you had done your Erasmus in Belgium. Where were you? In Ghent. Lovely, lovely, lovely city. So great choice, great choice. Okay, so Camille, we're going to say goodbye now. And... Um, I'm super looking forward to meeting you here in Belgium. And uh, in the meantime, fingers crossed. And uh, uh, also for your New Year's uh, good resolutions. And um, a big hug and see you soon. Thanks a lot, Eleonora. Thank you for having me. And yeah, let's talk again. And good luck with your podcast. I'm sure they will be great. And I'm looking forward to hear all the episodes. 
Thank you again. Grazie. All Inclusive is brought to you by Destination Everywhere, a travel company dedicated to travelers of all abilities. For more information and for some really awesome tours all over the world, you can visit our website at www.destinationeverywhere.eu.